This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number seven. And in today's episode, we are going to hear about what marriage looks like from a man's perspective. My man. Up next, meet my husband, Adrian, and take a sneak peek into the thoughts of a husband and what they really think about marriage. Hello, and welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones, and each week on the show, we have real talk conversations about cultivating the heart of a wife, preparing you to be a wife, become a better wife, and stay encouraged as a wife. If you are just joining me for the very first time on this podcast, welcome. I am super excited that you are here. And if you already are part of the Wife Wisdom community and tribe, super excited that you found us on this brand new medium. And so today's episode is something that I'm really excited about because it is a special guest on today's episode. He is someone that I've known for 17 years He has helped me birth three beautiful, amazing babies, (laughs) and he really is an awesome husband and friend. We have gone through many ups and downs and hills and obstacles, and we've dodged many, many bullets. And so one of the things that I want him to share with you today is I want to really get a sneak peek and just behind the scenes view, so to speak, into the mind of a husband. And the mindset of a man, because I just think we as women, we want to know how they think we want to, because we don't, we don't understand it. We think completely differently. And so if I can introduce you guys to my awesome husband, Adrian, he is our guest on the show. Yay. Hey, I'm super excited that you are here. Thank you for joining us. And so what I, our listeners are wives, uh, or they want to either be a wife, they are a wife, or they've been a wife for a long time. And so what you can offer today is a lot of value and insight and, and helping to shorten the learning curve for a lot of my sisters out there. So one of the things that as I deal with in a lot of my coaching clients, especially single women who desire to get married, they date men and you know they've been they date men for a long time and they don't get any real signs that they want to move forward in the direction of marriage so how does a woman know if a man is really interested or not well i'm going to say it's pretty plainly is that they'll show their interest in you that's the long and short of it it's not you having to pursue them or a wife or a prospective wife having to to probe and delve and ask questions, the man will let you know that they're interested in going to the next level. And the way he does that is he'll start to ask questions that line up with uh, life goals or what's important, um, what makes you happy, things like that. And then ultimately uh, measuring your goals and life choices alongside his to see if they line up and see if it's a direction that they want to pursue more. Um, that guy who's out for hanging out, just being around, hey, let's have fun. Let's just be friends. Keep it casual. That's exactly what he wants to do. So listen to him when he tells you that because he's not interested in going to the next level. Oh, that is so good. Did you hear that, ladies? Did you hear that? Listen 
to him. Don't listen to what you think he says or what, he, what you think he means. <laughs> or what you want him to say. <laughs> right. Or what you want him to say. <laughs> right. Listen to what he says. Don't redefine his words. Because I noticed that that happens a lot. A you lot. know, a, you and I have been in helping couples through, it, especially premarital coaching. And, and one of the things that we do, even with couples in crisis, we always ask, well, did you know this before you got married? Did you know he was like this? Or did you know this is what he wanted? Or did you know this is how he was? And 100% of the time, they say yes. I was going to say nine times out of 10. Yeah, but that's pretty close to 100. Right. <laughs> right. And so listen to what he says. That's really good. So um, one of the things too, so are you saying that if a man is interested, then he will make it known? Definitely. Definitely. So if he's not interested, then it really is a matter of the, the the girl, the woman in the relationship not really listening and really noticing the signs. I wouldn't play I wouldn't put it all on her, but I would tell them to be keen, you know, to develop a keen sense of understanding or awareness at least, because if he's not pursuing you or he's not having conversations like that, chances are is that he's not interested or he may even sometimes deceive you or just be along for it uh, to for other reasons mm-hmm. we don't have to talk about. But yeah. still, he's not necessarily in the mode of pursuit. Yeah. You know, and something you had mentioned to me earlier before, which I think is really interesting, is that sometimes when you're the forest in the you can't see the trees. Right. Oh, yeah. So when you're in a relationship and you're in love with this guy and, um, you know, you want him to be the one. but he really is giving you signs that he's really not that into you. They can't even recognize the signs. So some, uh, somebody else who is, you know, not emotionally involved or connected really kind of has to be the one to really break the news to them. Right. That's true. So if they find, if they have someone who's kind of followed this journey or this process with them, let them be a confidant. Go talk to them. Say, hey, what do you think here? I've invested X amount of time into seeing if this is going to go anywhere or develop into something. And it hasn't yet. Am I spinning my wheels? Give me your honest opinion, your honest assessment of what it looks like or what it should look like and that it has not materialized into as of yet. Yeah, that's good. So, um, you know, it's interesting, and I know you cannot speak for every man, but, um, you know, the difference between a man really being honest with a girl and letting her know how he really feels versus just stringing her along because, you know, he's getting something out of the deal, whether it's, you know, sex before marriage or, you know, her paying for him his rent. (laughs) You know, there are a lot of different things that they may need from a selfish standpoint that really kind of misconstrues the dynamic of the relationship. Right. So, um, like, so what tip could you give a woman that would help her be able to, I guess, identify the difference between if this guy is really serious or if this guy is really kind of stringing me along? Well, I mean, uh, short of saying what I've said, uh, repeating myself, the first thing is to, has he told you? Okay. That's the first thing. Second thing is rely on somebody who can guide you, be a confidant, and help you through your journey. And then the last one is, uh, I think, and it's probably the biggest one, is you have an internal sense. You know, whether it be spirit-driven or a sixth sense, whatever it is, that you know 
in your heart of hearts, is this person really for me mm-hmm. or for us or for themselves? That's good. And that's just real. And that's just what I call, that's common sense. Too. <laughs> so at some point in time, you, like I said, you have to cut bait and fish. Mm-hmm. If you're not in it, cut that guy loose and go fish somewhere else and wait for the guy to find you or to let you know he's interested. There's no need for you to pursue that. That's really good. Um, One of the things that I really learned that was a major aha for me was about four years into our marriage where, um, you know, there was this thing that I, I think women have where we expect men to know our thoughts. We expect men to know our, our next move. We expect men to understand us. Like when we're, you know, they may see a change in demeanor and we desire them to, to notice it and say, you know, what's going on? What's wrong? Is everything okay? And want them to continue to keep asking questions. But one of the things that I learned, which was, which has really changed the game for really how I even relate to you is you men don't like figuring it out. They don't like to figure out what we're thinking or where we're going or what we're doing. But they, but one of the things that I learned was that I got so, the communication got so much better between you when I just told you what I wanted and I told you what I needed. And um, that was really huge for me. That shifted my whole understanding of how men and women communicate and interact. So can you speak to that a little bit? Well, let me ask you something. Is there anyone that you know of who doesn't like being successful? No. I don't know many people, let alone men, who don't like being successful. Mm. So if you set me up for success by being able to understand, know how to respond, or answer correctly any given question, input, under you know, whatever the impetus is, I'm not sure, then I'm more likely to be engaged or be happy about it. Mm-hmm. So why not set me up for success? Why do I have to go through the the mental gymnastics of trying <laughs> to figure out, okay, what is she feeling? What is she thinking? Is there something wrong? Is there not something wrong? And because here we go again, nine times out of 10, I'm going to pick wrong mm-hmm. if I don't know. But if you tell me what's wrong, then it's something I can I can deal with. If you tell me what you need, then it's something I could work on. But no, you'd rather sit back and say, why don't you understand me? Because you didn't tell me. If you had told me, maybe I would have. So, I mean, it's not, that. That's, it's, it doesn't have to be that blatant. Right. In reality, though, the, the piece there is that if you help me understand who you are, then I have a better chance of the next time you show that same demeanor, of figuring it out. Yeah. Or, you know, so and then initially, especially in the early stages, Help me understand. Don't make it a a puzzle. It doesn't have to be, what's it called? Rubik's Cube. It doesn't have to be, (laughs) I got to get all six sides straight before I can understand what's going on. No, help me figure it out. Give me the success. Give me the answers. Tell me what's wrong so that as we grow together, I can kind of understand who you are and better. uh, Like now, 17 years in, I know when something's wrong. Yeah. You could ask me that in year four. I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> right. Right. There's a difference. That's so good, ladies. So set your man up for success. Set him up for success by telling him what you want, telling him what you need, 
telling him how you feel, how you feel. That's really good. And don't play that game of, of needing him to ask you 15 times because you want to feel um, pursued maybe. So yeah. So set him up for success. That is really good. Now, um, you know, we've 17 years is a long time in marriage and especially with the, just the woes and ups and downs of life. You know, we had three babies in three years and um, now we have three teenagers and it's, it's a lot of moving parts. So, you know, I wanted to ask you even personally, what, you know, what do you know now, right? Or what do you wish you knew before you got married that you know now that you would would have done differently regarding like either preparing for a family, preparing to be a husband? What, what would you do differently based on what you know now? Wow. That's a really good question. As, and I think this is probably the most important thing for Adrian. Mm-hmm. Not that it's uh, it's uh, one size fits all for every man, but I think for me now, having seen marriage done, uh, you know, through my family history, my uncle's been married for forty plus years. My grandparents were married seventy years, and my parents have been married forty plus years. Um, the one thing I think I wish I had done was sit with one of them wow and ask them what where the pitfalls were mm-hmm. believing that they would be totally honest with me also what the challenges were mm-hmm. uh how they overcame them how to overcome them and what things they would have changed or done better in their marriages so that I would be prepared or would have been prepared for those in my marriage. So I feel like I kind of figured marriage out as we went through it, Mm. as opposed to having had somewhat of a roadmap or a little bit of a guide for it um, from people who had actually done it, Mm -hmm. not a book, not an expert, Uh, or subject matter expert, you know, (laughs) people are good on paper, but no, from someone who actually walked the walk that I uh, embarked on. Mm -hmm. That's part one. Part two would have been, I wish I had taken the time out to truly explore you, my Mm -hmm. spouse, to find out what, you know, not just the things we wanted or the things we wanted to do or what we, our expectations were, but to really figure out how you work, Mm. how your mind works, how you feel about a myriad of subjects, how, what you think about a myriad of subjects. So the thing is, is that you talk about it all the time, not studying your spouse. I wish I had studied who you were being honest, you being totally honest with me, your history. Mm -hmm. So I could basically understand how all those things and all those different dynamics that you possessed would affect us in our marriage as we move forward, Mm -hmm. which again, would have set me up to probably be more successful as we embarked in marriage. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. eh? Because um, I think 
on both sides. I think, you know, when you are blinded by the love and the um, intimacy of, of love, right? The intimacy of the butterflies, right? You know what I mean. The relationship, yeah. The relationship. Oh, yeah. That. You don't want it to end, sure. and you don't want it to even embark on anything that's going to ruin the butterflies. Right. So I get that because when you're married and you go through the ups and downs of learning each other and realizing, ooh, that history, you know, that big. That thing that happened when you right. were eight, when you were 10, yeah. when you were 15, when you were 13, and and how that affects today. It has a real impact. It does. It has a real impact. And we've seen it, obviously, mm-hmm. in our marriage. Mm-hmm. But the other piece of it, too, is like, aside from the feelings and the, the, the butterflies, there's also the piece that, the commercial piece of, oh, planning for a wedding and mm-hmm. wedding day and dresses and suits and mm-hmm. how many guys are going to have, how many group bridesmaids and where are we having it and the location and the honeymoon and life afterward and apartments and a condo, things like that. So mm-hmm. that's more that we've seen traditionally get a lot of focus as opposed to the person and who the person really is. Yeah. Prior to going in. And here's the thing. We all want to put forth our best forward. I mean, put our best foot forward, mm-hmm. showing who we are. But, you know, I think it's in, it's imperative that there is a cloak of honesty that covers that entire period between the time you guys say, hey, let's explore going to the next level. And you actually making the commitment to marriage and saying we're going to do this. That is paramount to understanding your spouse and helping to make that decision in getting married. That is huge. Um, who, because I have to be honest, I don't think I was a, I was a hundred percent honest with you as well. Be in the beginning. I didn't say I wasn't honest. <laughs> what do you, you mean? As well. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, like I was not because I was, I didn't want to, I, I was that girl where, you know, I was, you know, you were like the guy who came and swept me off my feet and, you know, showed me a life that I had always dreamed of. And this was before marriage. So I didn't want to rock the boat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I felt though, but once we did get married, that I was on eggshells a little bit with, um, you know, not wanting to whether disappoint you or offend offend or hurt your feelings. And I remember clearly when I made the decision to stop doing that. And I remember there was a learning curve for you too, because you were like, wait a minute, who are you? Like what's going on? But you know, we kind of, we got through that. But what I, one of the things that I would want to encourage women who desire to get married, who aren't married yet to truly be authentic, to truly be honest, because then you're able to really, hear the real deal, get the real deal and see if this guy even is the right one who can even grow with you in marriage to the capacity for which God has you. You know, like we attract people to us who in, in the season of where we are, you know, like who we are is what we attract. So, but we grow out when we grow out of that, if, if the person that we're with or we're married to can't grow with us and we outgrow them, then what happens? Divorce, right? Typically. Or, you know, an unhappy marriage. So 
So it you've got I think that's really great. Or unfulfilled. Yeah. I say what happened. People stay in marriage, but they're just unfulfilled. Unfulfilled. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. So thank you. So talking to and somebody who'd gone through it already, who had been through it, really kind of being mentored by them before getting married. Yeah, I, I think again, just the not the mentoring or the talking, I think it really is a you know, uh, again, the same level that it would be with the person you intended to marry. I would need the honesty from a man, a husband who's done marriage for umpteen million years of what it really is. Not what I think it's going to be, but what it really was, what you really went through, yeah. what the pitfalls were, the were the were the, the you know, the tough parts and the challenges yeah. really lie. So, you know. Um, you know, one of the big things, real quick, is uh, you know you hear people say, "Oh, you get married, and after your marriage, there's no more sex in your marriage. You mm-hmm. forget about it; it's gone." Mm-hmm. Well, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Why do people say that? Mm-hmm. Did you experience that? Yeah. Was that real? Yeah. What did you do about it? Mm-hmm. How did you respond to it? That's good. What did you do for your wife? What did you guys do when you couldn't get there? What did you, you know? So those, but you need somebody who's willing to be honest. Honest. Mm-hmm. And true, on, truly mm-hmm. honest, and someone who's really who has a not necessarily vested interest in helping you, but who understands the impact of their helping you. Yes, yes. So basically, we need a husband wisdom podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, because I'm about to, I'm gonna tell all the wives. I'm gonna tell the women what marriage is like and what you can expect and you know kind of what to do through the storms but we do and it's so weird because i don't know why men don't do that same thing because of pride yeah because of ego because of machismo yeah we're strong we're indestructible we're made of steel we don't bleed we don't break and i don't say that to say that's not braggadocio that's just more so just it's who we are it's mm-hmm. who we're put up to be. It's who we've tried to be, what we want to emulate. And it's just who that's the, 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 we call it the, the I don't want to say costume, but that's the, that's mask. the wardrobe. Yeah. No, I don't want to say mask. It's the wardrobe. That's what we wear. Yeah. It's who we are. Yeah. And from the outside, that's what we portray. Yeah. That's really good too, because, um, you know, like you don't bleed, you don't break, but you're, it's like your guys are okay sometimes with being, being in an unfulfilled, miserable marriage. Yes. And there are a number of reasons, and I don't think we want to unpack them all right, right now, but <laughs> right. there are a number of reasons that men stay just like women stay. But then, but so at that, so to your point, whose responsibility is it to really ask for the, the insight, the wisdom from a seasoned married man yeah that's a tough part that's a practice that's something that somebody has to hear about know about see about and then have the desire to go and find it and want to change or want to break a generational curse or want to be good at doing marriage who wants to be a good husband or a great leader that's something that's that they that there has to be an innate desire for because no one's going to make you be a good husband you're not going to uh, automatically be a great husband. Mm-hmm. You know, we make mistakes. And as you understand those mistakes, you learn what not to do the next time around. But 
that's where that whole, uh, I think you call it for lack of a better term, mentorship or, or seeking that wisdom from somebody who's walked the walk um, comes in. That's where it plays out. Yeah, that's really good. And I really wish that so many of our men are, single men and married men would do that because I just think, and you and I both agree, I believe in that marriage is not something that you were, that was designed to do alone, that you need a dream team of married couples who are walking with you in life to help you through. And then you help each other through yeah. storms and through, you know, victories and through celebrations and that it's really important for you to, to develop and cultivate relationships in your marriage with other couples that you guys can share real Real life, life real right? Life. Real life with each other, sure. and and that you can hold each other accountable. You can encourage. You can literally lock arms and uplift and lift up through, you know, through the tide. Um, and so that's really good. And so I hope and 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 just hope that people are encouraged to reach out, even women reaching out to seasoned wives, yeah. and you know, to really share the the podcast. And what were you going to say? I was going to say that you know I don't say. I don't think women don't do that. I think women, you know, another what's the the self help population? Yes, we keep self help office yeah. in business. Women no do. Doubt. Yeah. That's what women do. I think, like I said, men get caught up in. Oh shoot, I can do this. I can <laughs> right. do anything. I can change a tire. I can. I can fix this car. I yes. Can, I can do anything. You know. So we get caught up in the fact that oh well, it's just what marriage. Yeah. My dad did it. My brother did it. My buddy did it. I can do it too. Right. It's no big deal. What is it? I say I do. She says she does. We have a couple kids and we live happily ever after. Right. <laughs> Little do they know all the work that they can't see or don't or all the work that takes place behind the scenes mm-hmm. that uh, that make it look like the dream that it is. Right. Right. That's so good. So now what do you wish women knew about being a wife? Wow. Um Wow, that's a multifaceted one too. Um, but I'll I'll just you know I think to understand that there's a lot of pressure being a husband. Pressure and expectation that's cast upon that position in your family, whether it's by design or not, it's there. And in as much that pressure can either come out <laughs> negatively <laughs> in a marriage, mm-hmm. it could also be the catalyst to make you become the great or best husband you could be. But the fact is that there is a weight and a pressure that comes inherently with that position. And to kind of understand that, you know, um, so when you ask him, well, why don't you do this? Or why aren't you like somebody else's husband? Mm-hmm. Or um, why, if you're, why aren't you leading us? Or the, all these things that you as a wife or a prospective wife would want to project on him, mm-hmm. that just adds more to it. Right. It adds more to that position that it's already heavy, mm-hmm. but uh, it, um, which could contribute, like I said, to a difficulty in or within the marriage that you don't necessarily need as you 
as you try to figure things out. Right. So um, I think that's a big one, just recognizing the weight that goes along with that. But then there's also just the, I think, again, you get from uh, wisdom from other wives or people who have been married that help you do marriage um, on a day-to-day. So mm. when he walks in the door, give him a break. Let him, see, let him get himself together before you unload your day on him. Um, let's see, um, you know, ask him how to let him know, can we, you know, how to have conversations with them, uh, be honest with them. Let's talk. Um, let me know, um, what's the one about support and help So let him know, uh, how you get, how you give support and help, what he needs to be supported and, and helped in his position. Um, so, so the, so the wife should ask. So are you saying asking. that they, that, so a wife can ask what they can do to support their husband? Sure. What can they do to encourage? If the, if he needs encouragement, sure. I think those are the areas that, you know, I think doing day-to-day life and not knowing what that looks like from a wife's perspective for a husband can only be gained by another wife or someone who's walked through it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's a trial and error or it's an experience-based uh uh, decision or outcome. Right. And, you know, again, like I said, everybody wants to be successful. I don't know any wives that don't want to be successful in being a great wife. So why not seek the help or why not, uh, you know, um, ask him what it means or what he needs to help her be successful in her position as a wife. Right. That's so good. And so, um, I had posted a quote on the, um, on Instagram on wife wisdom podcast that, that said a good husband makes a good wife. What does that mean to you? Wow. A good husband makes a great wife or good wife? A good good husband makes a good wife. But it really is a good husband makes a great wife. You're right. At the risk of, uh, you know, let's go here. I think it's um, Basically, he has the man, the leader, the husband has a position in the family. And it's not one that's uh, one that's necessarily a position of like being exalted or whatever. It's more so that there's a there's an order in -hmm. the home. And typically that order of blessing or order of uh, decision making or or just uh, a responsibility falls on him. But what by say, I say all that to say, he at his position has the ability to set the tone mm-hmm. for how things happen, for interaction, for uh, leadership, for uh, servitude, or um, uh, having an attitude of service. So meaning that if he can demonstrate what all those things look like, or anything looks like from his position. His wife, I think, automatically becomes not one just a benefactor, mm-hmm. but she also becomes a, an emulator or the or gains the ability to give those same things back for not just him, but for their family, for their relationships they have that are horizontal, for their neighbors, their um, for their children, um, and then she becomes a great wife a great mom, a great sister, a great um, support in so many different directions. So I would just say his he has a responsibility to 
to set the tone. Mm -hmm. That's good. So, um, and so where does, um, you know, where or what is God's role in marriage when it comes to a husband knowing that, like even knowing that there's a position and a responsibility to create the atmosphere for their family? Like, how does, how does a man know how to do that? Or that, that it really is his responsibility to do that. Yeah. And that's a very, that's a, I mean, that's the catch 22. I think that's the place where we live right now is that there are so many men who don't know. Mm. So where do you get that from leadership, from leaders who want to teach that um, from parents or generations gone by where you've seen that or experienced Mm. that. But for so many, that's uncommon now. They haven't had the opportunity to have, say, a mother and a father in a home or Mm -hmm. to see what a healthy marriage looks like, Mm -hmm. understanding that it's okay to disagree or argue in a marriage and still be in love and still be prosperous and moving forward. Um, I think in in the shift that's taken place in our culture, we've also seen that we don't know what marriage looks like. Mm. It looks different from when it, you know, I grew up in the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s than it does now in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. It looks totally different. Mm-hmm. And it could mean, and it has different definitions. Right. So, you know, granted, I grew up, uh, I would say, in a, with a spiritual background that said, you know, God made marriage and what it looked like. And it's something special that he did for a man and a woman. And... I think we honor him by emulating what he created. Mm -hmm. And that's what I believe for me and my household and my marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's kind of difficult. It's an uphill battle uh, for us to emulate that or more and more people to emulate that by not having disposable marriages that people throw away when their feelings get in the way or when uh, people don't know how to do marriage, so they do it based on on what they saw on television mm-hmm. or what somebody told them it was. But there's not; it's not rooted in either a spiritual or biblical pace or one that is based on honesty, like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. of someone who walked the walk mm-hmm. and who truly has been married a long time and can and truly and is honest about sharing what marriage looks like. So I think it's a difficult and more of a challenge in this day and age to know what uh, marriage should look like mm-hmm. and how to actually walk that out. Yeah, that's really good. You know, I talk. I think I've talked in in previous podcasts about this in the past about you know God created marriage, and so one of my favorite quotes is by Dr. Miles Monroe, and he said that when you don't understand the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. So if you don't understand the purpose, so God created marriage, but if you don't understand the purpose of why he created marriage and how to function in marriage the way he created it, then abuse is the result. Right. And so even understanding that there's, 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 it's important to study what God created, like what does marriage, what is marriage supposed to be? What is marriage supposed to look like? What is you know, what does God say that marriage is supposed to look like and what love looks like and how is a husband supposed to love a wife 
And how is a wife supposed to respect a husband? And, you know, really understanding how to operate in that so that when you know that you're derailing and you feel like your marriage is unraveling at the seams, then you got to go back to the blueprint. You've got to go back to the instruction manual to figure out, okay, well, we're not loving unconditionally. We are loving conditionally. We're not communicating in love. We're communicating in control. Like there are different things that we've got to get back to the fundamental, the the truth of what marriage was created for in order to really thrive and success and succeed in it. And so lastly, I just want to, you know, what what final tip or suggestion can you give to my um, to my sisters, my wives <laughs> out there who are listening um, about just the perspective of a husband. Like what, what are your final thoughts that you want to share with them? Wow. I think at the very root of marriage, we always talk about communication is key. That's very cliche, but I think the piece that's underlying in that communication is before you embark on the track to marriage or know that you're going to get married or if you're in marriage, if you haven't done it yet and you're already married, there needs to be a place or time, call it an event, if you will, where there is nothing but complete and total honesty, Mm -hmm. honesty about your expectations, honesty about, and that's for both of you, Mm -hmm. but honesty about who you are and who you are not. For a woman to say, you know, and not to, like you said, shrink back from whom they are, who Mm -hmm. they are, Mm -hmm. to be honest about who they are and who they expect to be in life. Because we know, and you know, we know this firsthand is that because the woman that you are at 23, 30, it's not the same woman you're going to be at 35 or 45 or 50. Mm-hmm. It is an evolution and a constant change. So I think it's important that you are always honest about that. And 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 don't be shy about it. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, the man, the husband will respect you, will understand you, or have at least a willingness to understand that woman as opposed to the woman who says either either go along with things, mm-hmm. even knowing that they're not that's not what they want to mm-hmm. do, or they say something contrary or 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 than what they truly believe, mm-hmm. or decide to be a part of something under a pretense that's not totally in line with what they want or who they are. Mm-hmm. I think that in the, above all else, honesty and all areas, especially in the formation of it, of the relationship. But as you go through the relationship, I think it is, I think it's paramount to the success, to the authenticity, to the uh, the institution of marriage and what it is and what it res- will resemble mm-hmm. as you build yours mm-hmm. moving forward. And I know for us, you know, like you said, you didn't want to spoil the dream of what you were getting in the beginning Mm -hmm. or what it looked like. But there was a moment, a defining moment that you and I both can touch where 
that honesty mm-hmm. became the way we operated. Mm-hmm. And it's what it's what has allowed us to flourish mm-hmm. to the point that we are now. Right. So I'd say that is my nugget. If there is one that I would share, and I got a lot of them, mm-hmm. but that's the one I think is a is a big piece and a crucial element to the success of any marriage. Awesome. Well, ladies, there you have it. And you heard we took a sneak peek into the mind of a husband today. And so thank you so much, A, for um, for joining us, for really sure. sharing your wisdom, for yes, opening up the eyes of um, just different women and understanding how a man thinks. I so appreciate you. I love you. You know, I'm definitely going to have you back. I want to dive into some of those other things that you you know, those nuggets that you have because you have a lot of them and just appreciate you. Thank you so much. I was going to drop the mic after that, but you know, I didn't <laughs> think I was a celebrity. You make me feel one like that one. Time. You're silly. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, babe. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Awesome nuggets, y'all. Right? Well, we will definitely have him back on future episodes because he has some insight to how men think. So I will be sure to pick his brain and share it with you guys along the way, along with other amazing men that I've really learned a lot from regarding marriage. So thank you again for listening to today's podcast. I would love to hear from you. So please shoot me an email to hello at mrschristyjones.com or go to my website, mrschristyjones.com. We upload new podcasts every Monday by 8 a.m. Eastern time. And we are getting ready to launch some really cool programs for you ladies. So please go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash join wife wisdom to get on the list to be notified of upcoming programs and events. You don't want to miss it. Also, you can subscribe to the Wife Wisdom Podcast via iTunes or Spotify to be notified of new episodes. But before we go, can I ask a huge favor? Can you please listen to the other episodes and share this with your sisters, your friends, and women you know this would be a blessing to? And don't forget, set a reminder every Monday to listen to the Wife Wisdom Podcast because we love giving you practical tools, tips, techniques, and real talk conversations to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.